Hello and welcome back to Burning Questions. My name is Mbali and today guys I have an amazing guest, um, Pete Leroux from Sakhalikha. Pete, thank you so much for taking your time to join us on this episode of Burning Questions. It's a pleasure to join you Mbali. Definitely. Before we get into anything, um, oh, by the way, Pete is the CEO and director of Sakhalikha. Um, Pete, do you mind telling us what your role, what what is Sakhalikha? And then, yeah, just give us a bit of what you do and where can people find your work? So Sakhalikha is a business organization. We have about 12,000 mm-hmm. members and several chambers affiliated with us across the country. And our purpose is to create a prosperous uh, and conducive environment for business in the interests mm-hmm. of our members and the communities wherever our members do business. So we're a public mm-hmm. benefit organization um, and uh, all everything we do, we, we measure, measure against uh, that yardstick. Mm, okay. Um, what does Sakhalikha mean, actually? And what Sakha, the Sakha, yeah, yeah. So Sakhalikha is an Afrikaans word. Uh, it's uh-huh. combined of two parts. So Sakha, the first part, means business, Sakha, business, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and the second part, Likha, means league. Um, and okay. uh, we, we actually um, got the name from um, an old European uh, merchant league, and uh, okay. it was called the Hanseatic League. It was one of the largest merchant and trade leagues in the world. It was from about the late um, 12th century to 16th, 17th century. It was huge, like it had hundreds of towns affiliated with it. And so on. It, was a, oh. it was not the church, it wasn't the state, it was just merchants collaborating, yeah. and we liked that idea. All right, cool. No, that sounds great. Um, all right, uh, since we've had a bit of a background to who Pete is, can we get into this week's question? So, guys, this week's question reads, how can ordinary people stand up to the government? And, uh, Pete, I think I'll just let you um, answer that as, yeah, as you can. So, governments can do either good things or they can do bad things. If they do good things and they're acting in accordance with uh, promoting the common good, And there's no reason to stand up to government. Um, yes. But then probably there is a way in which you can participate and improve on that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but the, the question, I guess, so mostly focuses on this alternative part, which is what do we do when governments act in, not in accordance with what promotes the common good, when they do harmful things? And then I think we can stand up to government in two ways. The first is to um, reform it. So by participating in it as an institution of society, it's one of the institutions that, you know, there's, there are churches, there are schools, there are clubs. Uh, uh, governments are uh, one among many institutions of society. They're a little bit different than most because they claim, they have claims to sovereignty. They say we have the final say. Um, and uh, normally uh, only gods say that, but like yes. uh, Thomas Hobbes said, uh, <laughs> states can can't pretend that they... Uh, be uh, mortal gods. But so so mm. sometimes they say we have the final say. That's the problem yeah. with governments. If they do bad things, they claim to have the final say. In them. Yeah. And then you still have the option of reforming through the institutions, uh, through the mechanism within that institution, parliament, lobbying, etc. You can reform by improving on laws or preventing the laws of certain of passing and so on. Um, yeah. Now, uh, that's all good and well. Um, and sometimes... And that can deliver really great results. But in South Africa, that's not always the case. And we, certainly in um, democracies, uh, forms of government where there is a very dominant arrangement of ideas um, and where that dominance entrenches some of the bad ideas, it's not 
reform, you know, maybe you put 20% of your effort into reform. But then what to do with the rest? And this is the good news because uh, it, normally people would think or the, the typical idea, especially in, in Western societies, are that the way to, to stand up to government is to go knock on their door and knock harder and harder and harder until yeah. they change their minds. Yes, um, yes. And, and, but maybe there are other ways um, of creating parallel institutions, creating institutions and ways of cooperation next to government or alongside government. There's this wonderful book. Do we have such institutions? Um, sorry to, to jump in. Do we have yeah, those yeah. institutions in South Africa? Oh, I think we do. And we increasingly do. You see, in South Africa, there's an interesting combination of things that makes it a very, very interesting test case for all around the world. So let's say you go to Europe, you have European Union, you have the local governments in some of those countries, and, and they tend to be efficient, as efficient as governments can be. And so you don't have this massive, obvious state failure as you have in South Africa. Uh, and so there's not an obvious need for society and institutions, uh, voluntary institutions to provide alternatives. Otherwise, in some very poor countries, somewhere else in Africa and some other countries, Sudan or Eritrea, those countries come to mind, um, you have a very, uh, you have state failure, so there's an obvious need for alternatives, but you don't have the capital base um, culturally and uh, financially and uh, in economy-wise for institutions of civil society to actually viably uh, provide alternatives. So in South Africa, you have this state failure on the one hand, and you yeah. have um, societies getting. So I think it's that comes to mind is of course, we try to do this from a business side, but you yeah. have organizations like AfriForum, Solidarity, those are mostly in, uh, you know, in the Afrikaner uh, groups. Um, mm -hmm. You have uh, organizations like the IR, you have organizations um, of, I think in many towns, you see uh, the, 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 the communities um, cooperating and taking over yeah. service delivery where there's a complete yeah. failure. So you have a mix from culture to oh, and we have uh, fan. service yes. delivery we have fan. You have all of that. And you're a fan, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> yeah, you can you can go on. Sorry about that. So so yeah, you asked me for some examples. So so let me hmm. frame these examples just within my general thesis, which is the one hand you can you can reform by knocking on government's door and exerting some pressure and change within the mechanisms of the institution. I think in South Africa, we have a really, really great opportunity to create alongside government alternative centers of order, alternative institutions, from private dispute resolution, to service delivery at a local level, uh, to uh, cultural and sports development, to uh, some forms of governance even, for example, especially at the local level, or maybe yeah. um, at a trade or merchant level. All these things can happen, and they can happen if you have an internal locus of control uh, to say that, well, I'm going to create something to fulfill a need where state failure creates a need. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, let us get into the quote of the week. Um, just quickly share it with you, and then you can maybe give us a brief um, two-minute uh thoughts of it so um it comes from ben carson and it reads we've been conditioned to think that only politicians can solve our problems but at some point maybe we will wake up and recognize that it was politicians who created our problems and to add to that point um 
I, I honestly think that South Africans should be empowered um, to be problem solvers in their community. And this this code card uh, literally links it to, to, to that, that empower ordinary people to have a say in, in how to solve problems. Um, so yeah, I think you can, you can maybe share your thoughts uh, on this. Well, my first thought is uh, that I like it very much. Um, ben Carson, of course, speaks from an American context, and it might be appropriate to note here that one of the greatest works of sociological observation ever was written by uh, a gentleman called Alexis de Tocqueville. Um, he was a French man who toured the United States in the uh, 1800s, and he observed on how, wherever he went, he found people creating mutual societies, clubs, forms of association to solve problems. I think uh, uh, it's not so customary today still, but some of that spirit does live on in the United States and certainly is evident in Carson's statement there. So I think that we can uh, apply that. It's perfectly true that you don't need to go through the politics of the state to achieve something. Politics mm -hmm. understood as as cooperation for the common good and um, and and, and um, coordinating with people to achieve the common good. Politics can also be understood in that broader sense. And certainly um, in that sense, we, we can do politics ourselves. We don't need to go through the yes. state's politics. We can do yeah. practical local politics. I like Carson's yeah. statement. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, Pete, I think we have kind of come to the end of our short discussion. And um, I definitely do think you answered the question um, properly. And um, I hope the person who asked the question, they got the answer. Um, Pete, where can people find your work? You can just go to sakalicha.co.za mm -hmm. and, and uh, on our website, we, have, we publish media statements or articles or analysis from time to time. We also, uh, you can also access the litigation we do there or come and attend one of our events. It's, uh, we usually do that at very affordable prices because we want to meet people. Um, and uh, so, yeah. Best way is go to our website or follow us on Twitter, Sarkalicha, Facebook, yeah. etc. But come to our events. We'd like to meet you. Definitely. All right. I'll add all of that info in the description box. Um, thank you so much, Pete, uh, for joining us. And to you at home, remember to catch the show every Wednesday at 6 o'clock on YouTube, Instagram, and on Facebook. And yeah, remember, guys, your freedom is worth fighting for. Thank you, Bali. <laughs>